This is Great Disturbances, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, hosts Rich and Paul discuss Star Wars media, no matter what form it takes. Hey, Rich. Hey, Paul. I was thinking hmm. that oh. today yeah. we should discuss the the third the third part, the third mini book, the third novella, I guess. Okay. In the Han Solo Adventures collection, the Legends book. Yeah. We have in the past we've we've done two stories from this book before on this show. And by the way, we should you know what we should do. What? I was thinking about this as I was reading this. Is like we should we should we should offer like a limited edition like three part like review of all three of these now that we've because there's loop them all together yeah lump them all together in some like a mega mega huge like collection episode that's just that's just annoying as hell but i'll I'll do that i'll do it i don't care we should issue that as like a as a collector's edition podcast (laughs) collect collect all these bites from the internet Uh, right right what are they what are those things where you buy like a picture now or a like a good uh, oh, it's an NFT. NFT. Yeah. There you go. It's an NFT. It's we're it's yeah. an NFT of our fucking yeah Star Wars podcast. Our, our shitty ass podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and offer it for one hundredth of a Bitcoin or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we. And, you know, actually, there. Come to think of it, yeah, there are several things I think that we could do that way because we could also do we could do the the old Jedi, the Tales of the Jedi. We did all of sure. those. Yeah, right? we did, didn't we? And we yes, could do we it. Did. We could do like a Tales of the Jedi collection. You know what I mean? We could. We could. We could do because we also did both of the Knights of the Old Republic games. Right. We did. We could oh, do God, a yeah. Kotor collection. Yeah. We haven't done all the films yet, so we couldn't do that. We have done all of the sequel trilogy. True. Yeah, we could do that. We could. Yeah, we could lump all the sequel trilogy movies together. I mean, we like this is this is like this is just like this is we could we're we're constructing clip shows live here, sort of right <laughs> by like by like right. mining our old stuff right for for reissuing it. Yeah, exactly. No, we're we at should that do point, actually. Right? We should we should we should we should do like the clip shows do and like <laughs> invent like a shitty little plot. Yeah, right where we have to we have to somehow we have to talk about things right. we did in the past and then I we just it. play the episode right i fucking all, love it dude all, we should all, like hour 20 of it or whatever let's do it <laughs> just, let's do it oh boy rich it's a good thing we did that now that now that the scary monsters are at the door anymore i don't know what the fuck <laughs> there there was a there's a there's a horror movie series from the 80s called silent night deadly night and the first one is notorious the second one is even more notorious because it is literally 90% just a re like the like the first film edited into like a little bit of other stuff. Oh really? Yeah, so they like they like did this like story that kind of brackets and like they put like a couple of like little like cut back to him telling the story thing. So it's basically like really the retelling of the the first movie but with like 20 minutes of new footage altogether. Interesting, but new footage probably, that's supposed to be the ridiculous, but also interesting. Absolutely right? ridiculous. If you've ever seen the Garbage Day GIF, this that's where it's from. Have you ever seen that one? The guy that the guy that's just saying Garbage Day or something like that. 
I'll send it to you. I'll send I you. Prob- it's I probably have knowing the number of memes that have entered my eyeballs. <laughs> that's actually that's an interesting thing though too because there's been there's been other things like that out there in the world. Do you, did you ever see the movie or read the book Ender's Game? Yeah, yeah, I did. Well, I read the first book. I didn't read all of them. Okay, yeah. So, do you remember the character Bean? Is one oh, of the just he's one of the kids at the battle school. Yeah, that, I think that Ender meets. I remember the name. I don't remember a whole lot about. Okay, that's. I mean, that's fine. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't matter too much. The because the the point is not that you remember him specifically, but but what Orson Scott Card did was like twenty years later or something like that. I don't know. Something like twenty years later, he went back because he he did a couple of sequels to Ender's Game in the Ender Enderverse that were right. like that were like Ender and Valentine Wigan doing things there. But then what he did was he went back and he wrote a novel called Ender's Shadow. Right. And yeah. It was the story of Ender's game, but Bean was the character. So Bean <laughs> is like a little bit of the story of Bean, right? Okay. But then, but then he goes to like the battle school and all of the Ender things happen, but you're watching it through Bean's eyes and Bean oh living out his own thing. Right. And it turned apparently there was like five more novels after that too. I didn't read wow. all of those. But the, that 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 novel in particular was pretty good. Okay. But it but it was that same kind of thing where like you're you're still watching all of the things happen. Yeah. <laughs> just like from this other guy's eyeballs, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, and actually yeah. Jen read a new like some new Twilight book that tells like the Twilight story from Edward's perspective. Edward's perspective. That's right. (laughs) Krista, Krista told me that, that, that is it called like midnight sun? I think I have no idea. It might be. I feel like it might be familiar. I feel like Krista got a hold of like, there was back when there was like a leaked copy of that. Oh no. Or something. Cause, cause Stephanie Meyer wrote that, I think years ago. You know what I mean? Sure. And just like had rough drafts or whatever. And somebody, I think somebody got a hold of it. But anyway, I think Krista either read it or heard about it, which, but yeah, it was the same thing. It was, it was Twilight through Edward's eyes, which probably just, I don't know, makes you want to jump off a bridge even more or whatever. But like, <laughs> I told you I watched all of those movies, right? Did I ever tell you I watched all of those movies? I haven't watched the movies. I think I, I read most of the books though. Holy crap. You did. How yeah, did you make did. it through that? I did. Uh, there was like, dear listeners, caution yourselves yeah. for this. They were in the bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> and I just there I was doing what I was doing. You <laughs> forgot your phone. <laughs> and it, like it might have even been before I had like a good smartphone. Wow. When was that? I don't remember. Maybe it wasn't. But anyway, <laughs> like they just made their way into the bathroom, and then I read them over the course of two weeks or whatever the case may be (laughs) and it was like it was this interesting thing because there's this there's this quality of there's a quality of writing which is the writing can hook you even if the story is dumb yeah you know what i mean and that's kind of what happens is that stephanie meyer spins a good yarn okay even if the story is dumb Right. Like you're still kind of exciting to read, even if you're like, oh, this is it's a fucking werewolf who grows to the size of a horse and can run like 400 miles an hour, which is kind of cool. But mm-hmm. like but like all it's all wrapped up in teeny 
like angsty romance drama, <laughs> right? But but you just if you're just if you're just there doing what you're doing and you're like, well, I just need to pass a little time here, and then there it is, um, amongst like, other things, right? amongst other things, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> the other you know balancing balancing my checkbook and uh, other things that you do <laughs> in there. It was <laughs> like I wound up reading most of the. I think I read most of the. I didn't read Twilight that way, but I think I read. I think most of the sequels to Twilight that that's way. Hysterical, dude. That's, yeah, that's yeah. that's got to be one of the funniest things I've heard. And in now, life. like, and now I just confessed it to the world. There you right? go. Right, like, they could be out there. All of the people who listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> will know. <laughs> will know my secret shame. My Twilight you're, shame. You're not so secret anymore, Shane. Yeah, not a secret anymore. I just came out to you and everybody. Yeah. The, uh, what's funny is you know the the odor of shit probably accentuated the, those stories right like like if you think about it like it's like it added to the like forest forest feel of things right like maybe like if you come across droppings you know what i mean <laughs> i was thinking i was thinking more of like the you know how like the um in the 50s or 60s they were trying to get people back in the movie theater movie theater so they had like smell vision and shit like that <laughs> so that's like that's like 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 sometimes i'll put on i'll put on john williams music when i'm reading star wars stuff mm. to kind of keep me in the mood and like when you're reading twilight you read it in the bathroom so you can smell shit while you're <laughs> that reminds me of back when yeah <laughs> so when i go back and do a reread yeah right right yeah What's going to be funny is like if you read it while you're not in the bathroom and you smell shit, you're going to be just, like, oh, you're like, wow. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, it's just like sensory callback, right? Like, that's not, yeah, no, it's not me pooping my pants. That's not what it is. Of course. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah you, didn't, no, no. you didn't crap yourself. I didn't, no. I didn't do that. No. Would, no. Who, would, who would do that except <laughs> for babies? So, so, Han Solo and the Lost Legacy. Yeah is what we're talking about today. <laughs> right, right. The the Lost Legacy, the the third of the Han Solo Adventures by Brian Daly, which was they were all released in like 79 and 80-ish. And boy, um, do they show. Holy crap. Yeah, they they really show they show but they show their age in several ways. One of the ways is <laughs> by like Han Solo's like, "Hey, sweetheart, get over here." You know, like he's got this he's got this old-timey <laughs> I mean, he's got the Han Solo of Star Wars attitude right. toward toward the women around him, I guess you know they also show their age in the in the Star Wars universe as like more or less the the they are the second thing, yeah, in the Star Wars universe, more or right. less. I mean, there I mean obviously there was a lot of stuff just kind of popping up then. I don't know when Splinter of the Mind's Eye came out or that kind of stuff, but it was right around the same time. And Splinter may was have the first the first novel. Splinter was the first one. Yeah. Okay, yep. so this the, these three are like very very early in the whole process, right? Pre everything, pre yeah. pre Empire, yeah. right? They must have been written. I mean, Empire was released in 1980, right? Right. But if this novel was released in 1980, it was surely written before Empire was released as a film. So. It, like this is this is setting the stage for a lot of stuff this or was, or not setting the stage i guess too right yeah no this was released shortly after this was uh, about three months after empire after released. empire yeah okay yeah but that means that it was printed and published it was written and, and printed and, and edited and, and stuff yeah yeah 
before then so so should we like should we do a synopsis or a rundown yeah i think what i'll do is just read the plot summary from wikipedia okay yeah do it um rich I'm, I'm drop kinda, it on us i'm just i'm kind of getting beyond this whole i have to write a whole summary thing you know yeah, no, that, like and, we should like bro we got to evolve the evolve the format you know what i mean right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, okay, so the plot summary on Wikipedia reads that Han Solo and Chewbacca are back on hard times, having squandered their reward from breaking up the slavery ring within the corporate sector. Once again, the smuggler duo is teamed with the elderly, they put his real name in here, BLX5, but it's bollocks, and the computer probe Blue Max. A quick job nets the smugglers 1,500 credits and lands them on the university world of Rudrig in the Tian hegemony. Uh, is it hegemony or hegemony? I've always said it hegemony, but hegemony. I don't know. It's one of those yeah, words that cares. Well, yeah. you know, I cares. So <laughs> I wants to make sure I got it right. You know, I hear Han and Chewie encounter Alexander Badra, an old smuggler who had once saved their lives. Badra has fallen on hard times himself and has been working contract labor at a quasi-legal mining camp on the planet Dalalt, where he has befriended two sisters, Hasty and Lanny. I didn't know if it was hasty or hosty. I don't know. I don't know. Lanny, a pilot, has discovered what they believed to be the log recorder disc from the long-lost Queen of Ranroon, the fabled treasure ship of the warlord Zim the Despot. Millennia earlier, the queen and her cargo of treasure and a legion of Zim's warrior robots were lost en route to Zim's sprawling treasure vaults on Delalt. Delalt, excuse me. Badrer... Bodger, Bader, Bader. I don't know. We're going to call him Bader. That sounds good to me. Badur, Baduri needs Han and Chewbacca for a mission, taking himself and Hasty back to Dalalt, along with the Rurian Professor Skinks, <laughs> whose job was to translate the disc and lead them all to the treasure. Lance stashes the disc in a lockbox at the vaults before being murdered by the mine operators who pursue Baduri and Hasty, <laughs> I'm just calling her Hasty because that's yeah, funny, yeah. to claim the disc treasure for themselves. Han is being pursued by Gyandro, the deadliest gunman in the galaxy, which that is like a through line that they barely touch until the end of that story. No, that was really weird. Yeah. yeah. Who was bent on avenging a point of honor with Han over their dealings with the corporate sector. Sector. Shortly after arriving on Dalalt, the mining operators managed to steal the Millennium Falcon and take it back to the mine to search for the disc. Han's party decides to hike across several hundred kilometers of Dalatian open country to reclaim her. Along the way, they meet up with the survivors, a clan of inbred humans who have evidently lived in the mountains for generations and kept their existence secret. They did not spend a lot of time... They spent a lot more time on that end that that part that whole like trekking across the the planet yeah than this would lead you to believe this, yeah. this summary so yeah well that's the that's the bare minimum of that summary I think yeah yeah you know we talked right off the bat we were talking about like this being like a a like a time capsule for like the eighties late seventies early eighties Earth stuff and things that stood out to me are like. There's a there's a car chase, yeah, like a straight up car chase. Yeah, like a really well like 
detail, a very detailed description of car chase. It went on for pages yeah. and pages and pages. Like yeah. it felt like it felt like somebody really loved the French Connection and they wanted <laughs> that to be in this book. Yeah, because that that scene goes on. That French Connection car chase goes on for forever, and it was yeah. you know, it was all shot in one shot or whatever. But <laughs> but. But that's what that felt like. As I'm reading this, I'm like, Jesus, where's Gene Hackman? Is Gene Hackman playing bollocks? I, I didn't know. Like, it I didn't was, know if that was as as a novel writing thing. There's like a there's there is a little bit of a limit to what you can do. I think there's for for my taste, there is a little bit of a limit to what you can do with like extended single action sequences yeah right yep. that describe like and then han grabbed the side of the thing that had been broken off previously and leaned <laughs> over and like because because at some point i lose the mental picture of all the things right right because like because like it's it's like skidding around into new parts of town and like different parts are falling off this vehicle that i don't have a good picture of in my head to begin with right, right? and he's shooting at things and, and whatever and like and like it just it just takes a little just a little bit too long and too much. Yeah. Right. If I was the editor of this of this thing, I think I would have because so. Yeah. Okay. So I'll we'll come back to this uh, like the overall opinions, but if I was the editor of this novella, I would have I think I think there are three things I would have said. Can we rethink at a yeah. high level? Yeah. One is the car chase, right. at least the length of that, right? Yeah. One is the trek across the barren wasteland, and one is Gayandro, who, yeah. who like, who, who all because all it feels like is like let's tie that off from that other story, right? 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 That's exactly it was, what it feels like. I think it was in the the previous novel that he showed up. Yeah. Right, and yeah. and was kind of a thing there. Yeah, and then they um, mention him at the beginning of this, and then they don't touch him again until the end. And then not till like, the end, he gets like vaporized at the end. Right. Right. Yeah. I yeah, just they I didn't really think... do just tie him up in a bow, don't they? They're yeah, like, they, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> they're like, oh, he got Han, and then he's dead. Yeah. Like it was not, it just didn't quite it, it was it interrupted the flow, I think, rather than helped help the flow. Yeah. You know? I'd have to agree yeah. with that. I mean, you can cut a few pages out of that car chase. And it would yeah. still feel okay, you know. Yep. yep. It was. It was definitely. And you know, you were talking about like you didn't have a real good grasp on like what everything looked like. He spent so much time describing what was going on. I really didn't have a frame of reference for what these vehicles looked like either. So yeah. my brain just filled them in with like seventies cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that limo in my in my mind's eye, the yeah. limo was like literally like a seventies limo. Right. That would have that would have been pick a seventies movie that has a black limo. Right, that's the limo that was in my head. Right, or even like Die Hard, where like you know you like yeah. the, the limo in Die Hard. That's what I was yeah. picturing there. So yeah, shit, yeah, that fill, yeah. fill in fill in like any scene where like a woman pokes her head out of the the top thing of a limo is like <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah. know whatever and like <laughs> and like that was what was playing in my mental movie theater for the chase scene right. Right, yeah. right. I mean, that's not the only like '70s thing, though. Like, that did you did you notice that the one dude, the Inspector Keek or whatever his name was, dude was dressed like a circa 1970s pimp. <laughs> he had like spats on and like fucking. Yeah. I mean, 
it was it was pretty pretty intense. I was I was thinking to myself, what what's this guy up to? So give me give me your overall reflection on this story. Overall, this didn't feel as well rounded as the other two. This one felt mm-hmm. maybe rushed and maybe like and maybe not even rushed in the writing of it, but rushed in the editing. Like maybe the editors were like, we gotta get this yeah. out of here now, you know? Like this was a good 20 to 25 pages longer than the other two. The other two yeah. were right around yeah. 175. This was right around 200. And and I feel like it, I felt those extra 25 pages. Yeah, it was a little hard. Like the end game took forever. It felt like a longer time than yeah. it needed to. Yeah. Of the to 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 like to bow the story up. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I liked what he was doing, like the whole thing yeah, with like the totally like putting bollocks and max kind of in harm's way to, you know, I although some of the things I didn't quite get, like why he didn't like why he why he seated them the way he did with bollocks and max. Like there's that scene where bollocks is looking at the what are they called? War war robots? War yeah, whatever, he's looking war, at, yeah. Yeah, he's looking at like the one that's in the crate that they that it was like the armor for the one that was in that crates that they were mm-hmm. carrying, right? And they leave him and then they like everybody else leaves and, and the line is something along the lines of and nobody noticed that Bollocks was carefully fondling the stuff. And I was like, yeah. Oh, he's gonna strap that shit on and go ape shit, isn't he? No, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't at yeah. all. It it just kind of foretells like his heroic act at the end, his and Blue Max's heroic act at the end. Yeah. But I kind of again yeah. a better editing job, I think, would have maybe made this a little a little yeah. tighter and it'll make a little bit more sense. What about you? How did you feel about it? So so I have I have somewhat similar reaction is in that. So I would, I think this is probably the weakest of the three stories in this collection. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely had like some pacing, a little bit of pacing things, but, but there, but there is, but, but like, I think for me, there are some huge positives here. And one is that, I think that even with the editing, pacing, whatever issues that we have here, and maybe a weird plot choice here and there, mm-hmm. th- this book and these three stories have so much life in them. Yeah. They have, like, the, the galaxy feels just chock full of crazy cool stuff. Yeah. And by the time you get to things like the Clone Wars cartoons and the the sequel trilogy or the, the prequel trilogy and sequel trilogy and that kind of stuff. The, the galaxy feels way more empty. Yeah. Than it does with these stories, right? Because these stories have like, this is the Tian hegemony and here's the corporate sector. And here's the, what, like the galaxy is just full of little like pockets of weirdo places. Yeah. They right? make mention of it. They make they, mention of that. Yeah. And, and, and like, I feel like the, like, take a character like skinks. Like that character's that like that that culture's life cycle and musical instruments, mm-hmm. and he tells a story about the chrysalis opening stuff when he plays music for them. Right, they love yeah. they love his culture's music and that kind of stuff. Yep, like that that feels so amazingly better than almost anything we get with the stuff these days. Right, like yeah. I was thinking about it in terms of like 
okay, this 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 particular story, yep, yeah, it's it's weaker than the other two, I think, in in a couple of respects. But you know what it is? It's way I think it's as like if you take the Star Wars-ness out of it mm-hmm. and just consider it as a work of art, as a as an artwork or as a as a piece of literature or whatever, it's way stronger than the Star Wars comics these days. Yeah. Right? It's way stronger. It's way stronger than that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like as much as the pace was really weird, yeah. I still I still enjoyed the 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 scenery and the things going on, right? Mm-hmm. The like the 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 lizard whale battle thing, yeah. right? Yep. Like yep. I was like that's that's weird, but also really cool because like it's so it's so different. It's so out there mm-hmm. that it's like it's it's this right it's the right thing this takes chances that you just don't see these yeah. days you don't even see these type of chances being taken during the prequel era no Do you know what i mean like no like as soon as george lucas decided that this was a corporation he was going to run it as such you know rather than yeah. these are this is my art this is my film series that i'm making this making this one story right as yeah. soon as he decided that this was a corporation it was off to the races where you know where you weren't you wouldn't get like fucking you know ewok tv show anymore you know you wouldn't yeah. get like the cartoon yeah. anymore you wouldn't get the weirdo shit you'd get like it's all going to be this homogenous star wars brand stuff you know which is kind of fucking sad because right like as you said that i was like you know what i will take star wars holiday special yeah if i have to if i have to go through that to get this stuff yeah i'll take it absolutely yeah like like if if there's like sort of a think about those movies where there's like a a richter scale thing going on and the needles going like you know what i mean yeah yeah like I'll take that. Like, let the let the needle vacillate more wildly, mm-hmm. and like some things are going to be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and some things are going to be like, "Hell yeah, that's right. cool." Right. And and this, even though, like, again, again, I keep coming back to it. This was probably the maybe the the bumpiest of these three of these three things, mm-hmm. but light years ahead of like so much of the like canned bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and and again, I want to emphasize that I th- I don't think that this is Brian Daly's fault. I think this is the fault of the editor. Yeah. I think yeah. that because because he's got a proven track record with those other two where yeah. their pacing wasn't an issue, you know? No, no. But yeah. Yeah. What I really love about this is there's 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 spots in this where they make mention of things that that you and I have talked about like what are there's other things in the galaxy besides you know sith and jedi and they have yeah. a whole university planet a whole planet about a school planet yeah have we ever heard anything about any school that didn't have anything to do with the empire or the jedi in the whole yeah, time i mean like i know that's what a weird thing what a, what a huge part of culture mm-hmm. that is just like never really touched on at all in star wars stories you know what i mean yeah like and then this is this is and yeah like it's a whole fucking planet yeah and you know what given the size and scope of a galaxy like that there would be whole fucking planets that were schools yeah i mean sure absolutely and like you have like the 847th professor of fucking algebra three or whatever the hell right (laughs) and 
in on the on the on the on the shitty state school planet right or whatever right yeah 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 it's it's so it's just it's just it's rich it's rich i was thinking the exact same thing as you were saying and i was like this is a really rich tapestry and you said rich at the same time there was this there was this moment of moment of zen right there for us yeah because because i started thinking about like the other things like they talk about there's areas that are far enough outside the empire that the Imperials just don't even bother to exert their control yeah. over. Yeah. And Han talks about how like there's so many different life forms in the galaxy that nobody's ever bothered to count how many there are. That's how many yeah. there are. You know what I yeah. mean? Like show me more of that, man. Yeah. I don't want to see more freaking Rodians. I'm tired of Rodians. Show me yeah. other crap. Let's yeah. go, let's get somewhere. Like, this makes me think of like how much I love that visions series yeah, and how much I want more of shit like that and yeah. less of shit. Like were the bounty hunters, Charles, sorry, Charles soul. I, I like you, man. I do. I do. I like your work, but like you're, you're trapped in a fucking corporate trapped right in there, the you know? trapped in something. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, star Wars went from art to corporate hell. Yeah. It, yeah. I, okay. <laughs> so, okay. Let me just start. So here's what I'll do. I'll start dropping out a couple of other things that I noticed or that I thought about as, as, as I went through this. Yeah, let's do that. That works. Considering how old these, this Zim the Destroyer or Zim the Warlord guy, how old all that stuff is, there must, there must be so much old spaceship garbage old ruins old whatever yeah on all the star wars planets like just think about all those different all those different races who all have their own thousands of years of culture pre pre interstellar travel right yeah yeah and in the early days pre-republic interstellar stuff like there must be so much stuff can you can you just imagine living in the star wars galaxy and knowing that like oh my god anywhere i turn there's going to be a ridiculous amount of stuff that I can't, I just can't fit in my head at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. I feel like, I mean, there, there is a ton of stuff to know about earth and cultures and history. Right. But, it, but it is, it's geographically contained, right? Yep. You yep. can, you can write a timeline of like, okay, four and a half billion years ago, the planet formed. And now we have today and you can like, <laughs> it's on the same planet at least. Right. Even if, even if in a lifetime, you could never, you could never learn all the things that kind of went on in those billions of years, even before humans showed up, like you can still, you can still sort of bound it in terms of like abstractions of like, okay, in this era, rocks appeared, <laughs> right. In this era, right. there were trees and yeah. then there were sharks. Right. And then, and then there was the Babylonians and all that kind of stuff. Right. In star Wars, You've got a million planets inhabited or whatever that all have that kind of thing going on. And then you have various interstellar civilizations and whatever that that sort of encompass more than one planet at a time. Like there is so much stuff there that it's almost it's almost daunting to think about being a citizen and and like you would have how could you possibly have a grip on like all the shit out there you know what i mean yeah that's it's weird to think about 
what's mind-boggling like you said i mean it's exponentially more Mm -hmm. than anything that you or i could really fathom at this point right like Mm -hmm. like like 2001 a space odyssey mind-boggling you know like yeah fucking star child hovering above the earth all of a sudden and now like yeah like what the fuck right like like just upend your entire self exactly yeah right right yeah another thing i noted is that han solo dropped manure on another ship yeah i know he backed just, his future to him. I just I wrote that down. He's like he biff <laughs> he biff tannin that guy. He, he dropped a mirror on his ship. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> also, we got there got vaxxed. Yeah. Did you notice that? I for, did for for Brigitte. Yeah, so I wrote down they got vaxxed. They also went to a uh, fucking spa, they... but whatever. <laughs> Chewie got fucking L'Oreal and shit. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and Chewie and Chewie was about to like Chewie was on the prowl. Yeah, right? he was. Yeah, for, he was. Especially for for non Wookiee tail too, by the way, right? <laughs> Which is like, what's going on, buddy? He's getting some um, strange. He <laughs> <laughs> promotes it like it, this. This book also had this great, this like Chewbacca wearing this admiral's hat kind of thing. Yeah, going on and like yeah. Chewbacca, the fucking the like pimp, basically, right? <laughs> hey, Han. Come over here. You're my first mate, and we're gonna go have right. a with these pretty ladies. You know what that's I mean? Right. Like that's right. That's so, that's so weird. <laughs> he went to like Space Enterprise rentals to get like the fucking limo and shit, right? Like he went to a fucking rental agency, right? And put down a fucking deposit because later Hans like he's just mad he's not gonna get his deposit back <laughs> because because they completely <laughs> obliterate the car that he, <laughs> right. I mean just that uh, shit crazy but it's fantastic right it it's works so oh oh man it <laughs> <laughs> that's really good all I could think of when when Chewie was trying to get it on is Chewie has been watching those hollow vids that his uh his father-in-law was watching in the holiday special right <laughs> <laughs> Sure, he likes human porn too, you know. <laughs> he's like, he's like Han won't let them. Han won't let them buy Wookie porn or whatever. He only stocks human porn on the on the Millennium Falcon. Right, right. So Chewie's just gotten sort of inundated with that on the lonely times in hyperspace, you know. So he's just like, well, I get, I'm, I'm there now. <laughs> there was a great line that went by. They haven't got a receptacle to scloob in. Yeah, <laughs> which was I was like, oh, they don't have a pot to piss in. Right. That was, uh, that was so scloob. <laughs> I love like imagine just like we talked about this before. We're like, imagine how many racist things there are in the Star Wars universe. Like, right. like every every race has their like racist names for the other races in the <laughs> universe. Yeah. Well, every race also has their like their words for piss and shit and their words for fucking, you know, like there's like even just, even just cataloging, forget, forget the cultural histories, forget the planetary histories, just cataloging all of the millions of obscenities of all the different races (laughs) in the star Wars galaxy would be like, you'd be like the 892nd professor of obscenities. Yeah. Yeah. At at the, (laughs) at the planetary university. Right. You know, okay. Do you, you know, (laughs) You always know those people that like were in Spanish class in high school and they knew how to swear in Spanish. Yeah. So you know that there's people out there that know how to like swear in Rodian, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
the cool kids that can say fucking hutties, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And they do it like around the teachers and their parents. (laughs) Right, right. Just to be cool. And the parents are all like, yeah, yeah, I've heard it. I don't care. (laughs) Some kid is like, yeah, man, I'm totally scoobed off at my parents. (laughs) (laughs) I know what that means, Johnny. (laughs) You're space grounded. Face grounded, you little bastard. The the we'll pass intoxicating liquids through our bodies and boast of sporting abilities. <laughs> I, I was like, that was so great. That was so great. That was a great yeah. cultural touch of like he's like a professor of of like human stuff, but he's not human. Right. He's he's got sort of these weird detached words for for human kinds of things. Like an alien examination yeah. of human society. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 That was good too. Yeah. Did you notice that Chewie has more than one life debt, right? Like he owes a life debt yeah, to what's like his, his name? Bard or whatever. But Badur, Badure. Badur, Badur, whatever. So I guess the question comes to mind is is Chewie just like incompetent, really? <laughs> is, Chewie is terrible is, at his job. Is he, is he always getting captured and or nearly killed? Yeah. And somebody comes and swoops in and saves him. And he's like, oh, there goes another fucking life debt. I owe to somebody else now. How do I even keep these straight? He's got like a little life debt journal that he keeps with him. You know, like <laughs> April 24th, galactic year 24792. I owe one life debt to Dax the Rodian for, <laughs> for giving me the Heimlich Maneuver when I ate that weird <laughs> thing at the bar. You know? <laughs> And life did up to his eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's fucking great. <laughs> He's got a life dead diary. I think we talked about this before, or maybe in a different sense. But like, what I, one thing I wrote down is Han Solo lives a ridiculous life. Yeah, yeah. Han, Han Solo, like, like, how do you, how do you, how do you live your life just? always scrabbling away in the most insane way from <laughs> anything that's ever happening. Like, like it's like everything he could, because even in these books, which are the further adventures of Han Solo, they make reference to further, further adventures of yeah. Han Solo. Yep. Right. Yep. Like, like between these stories, he's doing things that are the equivalent of these stories. <laughs> right. Like, does it, does it just never end for the poor guy? Like, <laughs> is he, oh, because if you read all the legend stuff that goes outward from Star, yeah. the original trilogy, it's the same thing. He's like, he's constantly in the thick of whatever all the time. Just in the middle of the, like, he's just, he's in the just, weeds, man. <laughs> the, it, it's it, Han and Chewie live ridiculous lives. Yeah. Even if, even if they had never encountered Luke, like, can you that would be that would be an interesting like infinities thing to think about which is like oh yeah like like han pays the bar bill and walks out as (laughs) as obi-wan and luke are walking into the cantina yeah right and so they don't join up that way like right that'd be an interesting infinities thing to see how what happens to han what happens to luke all that kind of stuff if they don't get passage from him to alderaan right Or, or han just tells ben to get fucked right like, yeah. yeah, I don't like it. Gotta go. <laughs> Fifteen thousand when we get there—that sounds crazy. <laughs> you must be lying. <laughs> no, yeah. upfront or not at all, and then Ben won't <laughs> give him the upfront, so he's gonna go. Yeah, 
No, the, you know <laughs> what? You know, you know what Han Solo's adventures remind me of is that old '70s Incredible Hulk TV show, where like. By the way, I got to tell you, I've never seen that. You've never seen. Okay, so the no. premise the premise is this: it's basically a monster or problem of the week, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got. You've got David Banner, not Bruce Banner, because at the time, Bruce was considered too gay a name to use. So they changed it to David Banner. Right. Right. Yeah. So so David Banner goes from town to town and takes up these odd jobs. Like one day he's a dishwasher. One day he's an auto mechanic. And the whole while he's just trying to like stay out of trouble and not get in people's way. But something always happens and he always gets involved with whatever is going on right yeah. there in that town and yeah. he always ends up like hulking out and, right. and helping right yeah this is exactly what goes on in these novels right <laughs> han's got yeah. like different little jobs and then he then he falls into like something and he ends up helping and so like if <laughs> if there are multiples of other jobs that have happened this way han is basically david banner <laughs> han is just like i just want to do i just want to run some space weed to Coruscant (laughs) and that's it you know and instead I'm I'm at the I'm sledding down a hill in a gong (laughs) discovering the treasure of the ancients right Uh, like like what is my fucking life that this (laughs) happens Rebellion against the empire is looking real fucking good right about now. <laughs> like, yeah, like Han joining the rebellion is like a break from yeah. how crazy his life is. <laughs> you kidding me? We escaped from one ice planet? That's nothing, sweetheart. <laughs> right? Come come back to me when you've had a, a fucking car chase with yeah. fucking space enterprise <laughs> rental cars. And- come, come back to me when you make a fucking dinosaur hang glider. Yeah, right? <laughs> from 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 a dinosaur that you killed i forgot about the talk dinosaur me, hang glider talk to me about that how could i forget about come the back fucking to me dinosaur when you've done hang that glider? yeah i i before i met you guys i escaped from at least one ice planet a week <laughs> i'm on vacation <laughs> sweetheart this, I'm on vac- <laughs> this is this is child's play <laughs> before you guys i went through four hyperdrives a month on this fucking thing you know <laughs> I- I come from hell, dude. <laughs> You're living the fucking sweet life, princess. <laughs> oh no, ooh, ooh. galactic regime trying to subvert everything. Oh no. <laughs> oh, they're chasing us through an asteroid field. Ooh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> like I have right, an army before. of fucking God. war robots coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> from from the past. From the yeah. past. <laughs> so okay. Real quick, hasty or hasty, at one point implies that Chewie and Bollocks and Blue Max aren't really people. I, dude, I wrote that down. I was like, I was what like, the I was, fuck, dude? She, she calls Han out for not having people in his life. Right. And she's like, she's like, you've got Chewie, but he's a Wookiee. Sure, you like, got a Wookiee, but you got a fuck. Wookie. That's <laughs> the most, that's the most, by the way, I think that might even take the cake for the most racist thing <laughs> said about a Wookiee in anything that we've done so far is that like she just is like oh that 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 living creature you spend all your time with doesn't count the guy that has a life debt to you he he owes a life debt you you guys like fight every day for each other's lives best friends you don't you don't have any real people in your life (laughs) 
God, that that was who, fucking brutal. I know. Who are you going to be friends with? The robot? No, you're not going to be friends with the robot. What a what a Wookie? A, a wookie. fucking wookie? a walking carpet? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, it's so so. Re- I'm glad Han didn't get get any further with her than like a smooch in the dark, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, he did get a smooch in the dark, so let's. I mean, you know, Han Solo can't go right a week without somebody falling in love with him but like yeah that's got to be the thing right so yeah that's part of that's part of his like his his script right like good yeah now he's working for the pit stop guy and now you know and then then he's gotta you know he's gotta he's gotta take the people to the in the university planet but he's gotta fall in love too he's gotta have a little little tryst right yeah I feel like Chewie was trying to get in on that action, and that's where the that's where all the shit kind of fell apart. All, right? That's where it all fell apart. Keep it in your Chewie, pants, Chewbacca. Keep Jesus. it in your keep your Wookiee pack in your pants. Yeah, yeah. Keep it in your fur. How about that? It's you no know, wear pants, right? I was gonna say, put on some pants, Chewbacca. <laughs> put on some pants in which Wookie, you can keep. Yeah, keep your dick just, in that. Don't let your Wookiee dick dangle all over the place. And... <laughs> <laughs> good hell dude all right you got anything else or what are i don't you, where are you, think are you, so I are think, you spent <laughs> i think i'm spent on this I think I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad we this. did it i'm glad we did it me too i felt good it's to just, kind of come back it to felt, this it felt, yeah it, it, it was a very it was a great like we went we wandered off to a lot of other things for a while there yeah and this felt good to sort of put a put the final stamp on this little chunk here now there's what, there's what I'm sorry, what, what we're gonna are, say. What are we thinking about next then? Well, okay, so we talked about Star Wars DNA, right? Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that we talked about is that Star Wars or Star Trek the Motion Picture owes a debt to Star Wars. So mm-hmm. I thought maybe that could be our next step in DNA. If not that, that could totally work. Totally if work. not that, the other thing that we could do, one of the movies that we could do is that, or the other movie that we could do is the 2009 Star Trek reboot, which I am morally opposed to anyway, but it is directed by J.J. Abrams, who rebooted Star Wars. Rebooted Star Wars too. So it kind of has this That's cyclical thing going on there. I wonder. Maybe we should. We might even be able to do a two, a twofer on that. You want to do like we could do movies? a series. Not, I mean, not in one episode, but I mean. Oh, I got you. Okay. Right. We do. We we could do a. We could, we could do DNA on both sides of the equation, basically, like. Yeah. DNA 30 years apart you know what I mean right yeah which which accounts for you know like you know the first go around you know Star Trek the motion picture owes its life to Star Wars mm-hmm. and then like like there's a whole different set of cultural circumstances around the 2009 Star Trek and what that means for Star Wars right yeah. interestingly could- enough it, it also owes a debt to Star Wars the prequel trilogy yeah so i mean 2009 yeah so dude i i'm so i'm actually i'm really down for that i'm really down for that okay that was one idea that i had the other idea we also have the other another book another story from the uh, the bounty hunters book or that's right or we could flip the script and we could work because i was thinking about after i got done with this book i was thinking about like i want to read more like weird shit and you remember that that darth vader's diary thing that we read the yeah I can't remember the name of it, but the you Darth, know what I'm talking The Darth about. side. The Darth side. That's it. By a hamburger Jones or something, right? 
or yeah, cheeseburger, like cheeseburger Jones or whatever. Cheeseburger anyway, Johnson. Yeah. Cheeseburger Johnson. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. That's cheeseburger. Happened. No, but that sounds good because, you know, cheeseburger <laughs> for your Johnson. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Want that? So, yeah. <laughs> penis, penis, penis. Where was I going with that? Oh, we could do like a couple of like short film, like fan film things. Oh, yeah. Like we could do, we could finally get you to watch Troops and we could watch some like, because there's like, there's like this pedigree where there's like a certain amount of like generally accepted, like really good Star Wars fan films, you know? And then there's like a whole bunch of mediocre ones. But so there, oh, there's, there's options. I, there's I think a, there's options. a lot there. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. What do you think? I think let's do Star Trek first. Okay. I mean, I think, I think, in fact, the force is calling to me to fuck the fuck the coin flip. Okay. Let's do, let's do Star Trek, the Star Trek, the motion picture. Okay. Let's do that first as a Star Wars DNA call out. Perfect. And then possibly even do the, 2009 one right after that as a different dna call out sure but let's start let's do that let's start there i like it yeah i like it yeah i, I just yeah. i started thinking about it and it made it made so much sense to me that the it does two, like there there's there's parallels where star wars is influenced by star trek but it influenced the ability for star trek the motion picture to get made and then later yeah. star trek 2009 owes a huge dna debt to the prequel trilogy and like yeah. what happened to sci-fi after yeah star trek movies you know what i mean yep yep yeah yeah fun that'll be fun i'm looking forward to that dude i haven't watched motion picture in a long time i haven't either in fact yeah i haven't either didn't you uh, when when we had you on code 47 a while ago back when i was doing code 47 didn't you say that the motion picture is your favorite of the star trek film yeah and that's and that's even after many many years of not having seen it i think it still remains my favorite well i guess we'll see how it holds up though right, right. for my memory because i saw it when i was probably 17 or 18 or something like that right sure. yeah and i loved it then because of how different and weird it felt you know yeah. what i mean and also how it kind of calls out to well we can get into this i don't have to get yeah. it now we'll, we'll get into it but yeah. yeah so let's yeah star trek the motion picture star okay. wars dna and action and action do it go do it now oh right now i'll like go, start I'll, now I'll go, okay no 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 no, no. We're, we're doing the episode right now oh okay welcome back to <laughs> welcome back to star the extended wars thing super welcome back to star wars dna late night <laughs> rich and paul yeah okay but but okay so we've decided we 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 generally like this even if it may have been the weakest of the three of these novels yeah we've got the next thing picked out i say that it is time to bid the Jeffs of the Multiverse, good night for today. Good night, Jeffs of the Multiverse. Good night, Thanks Jeffs. for visiting. Thanks for listening to Great Disturbances. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on iTunes, Podbean, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on Facebook by searching for at Great Disturbances and on Twitter at G Disturbances. See you later.